Hello and welcome to Bought at a Price podcast. My name is Hannah. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to listen. It's always such a joy to be able to open God's Word with you and especially be able to combine it with health and nutrition, wellness for our body, our heart, and our soul. So last week, we started a series on meditation and explored whether or not modern mindfulness meditation and Christianity mix, and also how you can manage chronic stress by meditating on the Word of God. This week, we're going to continue the mindfulness meditation conversation, but we're going to be looking at meditating on God's Word. Today, we're going to talk about what it is to meditate on God's Word, and then on Friday, we'll bring you tips for how to meditate on God's Word. So a question, did you know that meditation is in the Bible? This often surprises people, but God's word reveals it was God who created intent for us to meditate on our creator. He's the one that designed it. And if meditation is in the Bible, it's important Christians know what it means to meditate on the word of God. So this podcast is going to divine what modern mindfulness meditation is what the biblical meaning of meditation is, and then we're going to go to God's Word to discover what meditating on God's Word actually means. Meditation appears in Scripture at least 23 times, and most of those references are in Psalms. That might not come as a surprise to some of you. Because of this, we're going to use Psalms 119 to answer our quote-unquote what is biblical meditation question. I really pray that this podcast helps shape how you use and value God's Word. The Psalm 119 section, when we get to it, is peppered with Bible study questions that I want you to answer as you listen and maybe even come back and answer along with your Bible later in your day. Now for those two meditation definitions. You gotta love good old wiki. And yes, I know, when I was in school, Wikipedia was that one place that I was always told, never go to wiki, never go to wiki. But it has an answer for everything. (laughs) And because of this, we're going to use wiki's definitions to start defining both mindfulness meditation and biblical meditation. But don't worry, wiki isn't the only definition that I'm going to use. After we do that, we're going to dive into Psalms 119. If you didn't listen to the two episodes on mindfulness and Christianity and mindfully reducing stress with God's Word, I will put the links for those in the show notes as well. So, Wiki's definition of mindfulness meditation is a practice where an individual uses a technique such as mindfulness, to train attention and awareness and achieve a mentally clear and emotionally calm and stable state. Psychology today believes that mindfulness meditation can be used to, quote, take responsibility for our own states of mind and to change them for the better. 
The reason those at Psychology Today and the creators of modern mindfulness believe mindfulness meditation works is because the Buddha taught that suffering happens because we try and escape from our own experiences. And science kind of indicates that modern mindfulness works. Since, according to Buddhist teachings, self is responsible for their own suffering, it makes sense that they teach mindfulness meditation as a remedy to this. The Buddhist approach to meditation believes that it's only real antidote to our own personal sorrow and to anxieties, fears, hatreds, and general confusions that beset the human condition. So, the Buddhist approach to meditation is the only real antidote. Wow. Modern mindfulness practices, all of which are rooted in Buddhist teaching, place the blame for sorrow and the responsibility for handling anything you're experiencing squarely on your shoulders. You've got to fix it. You've got to meditate away your suffering and pain and stress. You've got to. That's enough to cause anyone more stress and anxiety. But there's good news. Biblical meditation is different. Very, very, very different. So what is it? Back to Wiki we go. Wikipedia defines Christian meditation as a form of prayer in which a structured attempt is made to become aware of and reflect upon the revelations of God. Christian meditation is the process of deliberately focusing on specific thoughts, such as a Bible passage, and reflecting on their meaning in the context of the love of God. The Gospel Coalition definition uh, defines meditation as to think deeply about what God has said to us in Scripture and to prepare our minds and hearts for prayer. Scripture fuels meditation, and meditation fuels prayer. We're going to be covering prayer in next week's podcast, so be sure and stay tuned and subscribe so that you won't miss how prayer connects to meditation. So if God put meditation in his word 23 times, it must be something we should do as Christians, right? In the Bible, meditation can be translated as sing, study, imagine, speak, utter, or muse. The question becomes then, how exactly do you meditate on God's word? But that was just a teaser because before we answer the how question, we're going to spend some time exploring what it means to meditate on the word of God. On Friday, we'll be answering that how question and provide some practical tips for meditating on God's word. So exploring Psalm 119, we actually find six explanations for what it means to meditate on God's word. Looking at the verses where meditation is mentioned, we find what we're to do with God's word, how we're to use it, and how we benefit when we meditate on God. So this section goes chronologically through Psalms 119, explains the passage, and is going to provide you with some related questions to answer. Hiding your word. Psalms 119.11, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. God wants us to treasure his word more than the finest of jewels and all the money in the world. The imagery of hiding is how you'd hide and securely tuck away those jewels and money. 
You hide God's word because you treasure it, not because you're keeping it a secret, though. But where you hide it, the heart, is not how we would imagine. It's not actually just that thing that's tick-tocking away inside of our chest or that emotional seat. Instead, it's referring to the very midst of your being, the deepest roots of self and the substance of your soul. To meditate on God's word means you take and hide it, working it into absolutely everything that makes you, you. Every nook and cranny of you filled and covered with God's words. Why do you do this? Because it protects against sin. Truly, it's the only safeguard against sin. But meditating on God's word is also so much more. It's also what we'll dive into next. So, how have you hidden God's word in your life? Is there evidence of God's word being tucked into every nook and cranny of your life? Describe why or why not. Psalms 119, 15 through 16. I meditate on your precepts and consider your ways. I delight in your decrees. I will not neglect your word. So meditating on God's word also provides us life's how-to book. Precepts are general rules intended to regulate behavior or thought, and we're to meditate on God's precepts, His rules and instructions, so we know how to live. Every word, thought, and action that flows out of a Christian should be regulated by God's Word. As we meditate, we're also we we're also to respect, find delight, and our happiness in God's Word. God's word should be delighted in and not neglected because it was given to free us and teach us to be image bearers of God. The restrictions on thoughts, words, and deeds are there because they tear down the beautiful image-bearing identity that God gave us. The things that restrict us from doing are the things that lead to the death of our true purpose, imaging God as the people of God. Meditating on God's Word is our roadmap and how-to book for life. Do you neglect or delight in God's Word? Why? What happens based on past experience in Scripture when you meditate on God's Word? Psalms 119, verse 55, I have remembered your name, O Lord, in the night and have kept your law. So, Meditating on the Word of God provides us protection in night hours. And here, night can have a few different meanings. It can mean a season of affliction and distress, an hour when evil doings abound, or simply the time when you lay down to rest and sleep. Remembering the Lord's name involves thinking on God's perfect nature, His work of creation, God's protective care for His children, and the amazing grace that He shows. It also includes remembering God's Word. No matter the night you're experiencing, meditate on the Lord and keep His laws. Meditating on the name of the Lord guides and protects us in the night hours of our life. What night season are you in right now? And how could meditating on God's name affect your current circumstances? Meditating on God's Word is also our guide when we've been wronged. Psalms 119.78 Let the proud be ashamed, for they dealt perversely with me without a cause. 
but I will meditate in your precepts. Ever had people speak lies about you or have people with higher positions financially, at work, etc. shame you and make you feel less than? I know. I think we've all been there more times than we care to count. It hurts, and our inclination is usually to get back at them or get even. We often respond by saying hurtful things, gossiping, and plotting revenge. But this isn't what God tells us to do. Those are sinful responses and responses that discount God. Instead, we're to meditate on God's rules for behavior and thoughts, His precepts. Then our response to those that wrong us will be in line with God's word and reflect our deep trust in God's promise that vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. Meditating on God's word guides our thoughts and behaviors when others have wronged us. Is there someone who's recently wronged you? How did you handle it? Is it still affecting you mentally or emotionally? If so, how? Based on this scripture, what does God ask you to do? And how might meditating on God's word help with your current situation? Meditating on God's word also provides us with life-changing knowledge. Psalm 119 verses 97 through 99. Oh, how I love your law. I meditate on it all day long. Your commands make me wiser than my enemies, for they are ever with me. I have more insight than all my teachers, for I meditate on your statutes. You can't see it, but I can. That, oh, how I love your law, has an exclamation mark after it. That's there because we should have jump up and down, excited kind of love for God's word. Henry's commentary says, Our relish for the word of God will be greatest when that for the world and the flesh is least. Wow. The more we meditate on God's word, the more we hide it in our hearts and incorporate it into all aspects of who we are, the more we'll hate the things of the world and ignore sin's beckoning call. Meditating, thinking, and pondering on God's word throughout the day brings another promise— the promise of wisdom. True wisdom doesn't come from, you know, knowing everything or studying for years and years. It comes from applying knowledge in a life-changing way. Changed lives are wisdom's fruit brought from a branch connected to the Lord. And meditating on God's word produces knowledge that changes lives, yours and the lives of others. Is there something that needs to change so the life-changing promise of wisdom can take root in your life? If so, what? How could you begin meditating on God's word all day long? Meditating on God's word is more valuable than sleep. That's a hard one because boy, oh boy, is sleep a lovely thing. Psalms 119, 148, my eyes stay open through the watches of the night that I may meditate on your promises. Imagine that you're going to your mom's house and she's promised to make you your all-time favorite meal. You are so excited to get there that your stomach starts to rumble and growl hours before you even leave home headed to your mom's. This is what's being conveyed in this psalms, but meditating on God's promises is the eagerly anticipated meal. 
The psalmist so wants to meditate that his eyes won't even let him sleep through the night, waking him long before his time to rise. I wish I hungered for God's word more than I do sleep, but I gotta be honest, I love my sleep. But granted, sleep is important. We need it. Otherwise, these beautiful temples of God that he created are going to fall apart. But God's word is so much more important. If sacrificing sleep is the only way that you're going to have time to meditate on God's word, sleep has to be shortened. God knows what you need. And if you cut your sleep short in order to spend time in his word, he will miraculously enable you for all the day holds. That's part of the blessings we receive when we spend time meditating on God's word. Meditating on God's promises is more valuable than the deepest of sleep. Do you make time to meditate on God's promises each day? Why or why not? If the responsibilities of life are leaving you with no time for meditating on God's word, what needs to change? So, in closing, meditating on God's Word is valuable. We just looked at six what meditating on God's Word does and is for things. It's so valuable that it should be an unmovable part of every single day. It's our how-to book for life that we're to hide into every little part of who we are. It protects us in the night seasons of life and guides us when we've been wronged. Meditating on God's word is more important than sleep and fills us with life-changing knowledge. Will you ask the Holy Spirit to show you how to make space in your schedule for meditating on God's word? Will you ask him to guide you as you spend time in God's word? Ask him to make it active and alive, causing the things of God to jump off the pages and into your life. God's word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our paths, and I pray you use it to guide you in all things, that it directs your steps, shapes your thoughts, and forms the words you speak. As always, if you have any questions about what you heard today, please share this with your pastor. And if you don't have a pastor, Sarah and I are always available to help. There's a link in the uh, show notes as to where we can be reached. Until next time, when we dive into how to meditate on God's word, remember that this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate therein day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then you shall make your way prosperous, and then you shall have good success. Joshua 1.8. Until next time, God bless.